0: Blog Talk Radio. What's your name? Welcome to the war room. We got Ted, Kim, Jimmy, PJ, B, Austin, the Hot Block Commander. How you wanna end up one or two hours? Show to get the brain running with the of talk sports on a national level. both with the Wolfie, sorta like Thrush. When it's game time, like the Fab Five doing Sports in Bama, sweetly, Monson, no bit for sports medicine and sports veterans and great The four for twenty six, so the wall and the way. It's the war room for five nights at the round table. Five Philly guys, diversified and educated. What up?
1: What up? What's
2: good, War Room family? You are once again live in the war room, brought to you by War Room Sports. On the World Room Sports Podcast Network, I'm one of your hosts. I'm Dev McMillan. I'm at the round table with my guys right now. It's just my guy, my Aki. We got B. Austin in the building. Uh, Jimmy, the blueprint will be with us in just a few minutes. Look,
1: that
2: NBA draft is is now behind us. And now we're going to focus on free agency, which starts on Sunday. So we'll discuss the rumors along with everything else happening in the world of sports. So make sure you keep it locked right here with your homies. For the next two, and if you want to get in on the conversation, all you got to do is sign in right now to the J.W. Philly Realty chat room. That's at BlogTalkRadio.com/slash-the-war-room, or you could join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports. You can also call us directly in about five minutes when we open up the Digital Extreme Tech hotline. If you're new to the show, shame on you, but that number is three two three four one zero 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 one two. Before we get started. Make sure during the week when we're not live on the air that you check out archive episodes of our show and all of our sister shows on the World Room Sports Podcast Network. You can do that at the hub, worldroomsports.com, the World Room Sports mobile app, iTunes, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker. You get the idea, man. Wherever the hell you listen to podcasts, we are bound to be there. Just type in The War Room. If you want to listen to us, type in War Room Sports or War Room Sports Podcast Network if you want to listen to all of the other great shows on the network, such as the Broad Street Line. Uh, shout out to Chris and, and Roy. Uh, they've been holding that down for years. One of the best podcasts out there, if you ask me. Uh, then you got the, the tissue and the tape hip-hop show for all you hip-hop heads out there man check out Philmatic 365 and survive man they break it down only only like hip-hop purists can man. Uh, so make sure you check that out as well after further ado with the mayor um we got a few more man we got the the NFL show and the college football show with Fred Purdue just check out the network man you will love what you hear but what up man what up aki? Yo, just gotta I gotta ask you a question real quick, man, before we get started. Cause you know, most of the time we start the show, you know, since your president always does or says something crazy the week before, we gotta address it before we get started, man. Have you ever heard of a rapist having a type?
0: <laughs> because
2: you know, another sexual assault, some of them are sexual harassment, sexual yeah.
0: This is,
1: this is a sexual
2: assault Allegation
1: What's wrong with your name <laughs> Yo, know,
2: This is a yet another Sexual assault allegation on our President if you keep in count they got to be like 18 or 19 This is a shame what you know What kind of person we And here in America allow In our top office but that's another Story altogether um, But when you know confronted about it he basically just, you know, razzed on the woman's appearance and said, you know, look at her. She's not she's not my type. Like, okay. Yo. So what does she have to look like for you to rape her? Like, no, no, no. I didn't. When I didn't touch her, she's not my type. He's talking about how ugly she is. But, you know, of course, people called his bluff, dug up a photo of he and her hugged up back in the day but still that's besides the point like are you going to deny not the woman or are you just going to say that she's not my type because I'm wondering what type she has to be f- for you to take the draws like I don't I don't get
1: what people allow to do to get away with Yo, and, and I'm sure some of our, our, our um, friends with psychology degrees uh Our folks that are part of the feminist movement are going to, at some point, chime in on this subject to let us know, which I'm sure you already know, that rape has nothing to do with sexual attractiveness and everything to do with exerting and exercising your power to take someone's free will away from them in a physical manner. Like, it ain't got to do with what she looks like. Yo, he is out of complete pocket,
2: yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. Pretty much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got, man. It's, it's always the wow factor with dude. I mean, we knew from day one that this was going to be, if nothing else, the most entertaining presidency we've ever seen in our lives. So, you, you know. know, Godspeed to everybody out there who's affected by his actual policies. And we don't mean to Laugh and get entertainment at your expense because you know you might not be having too good of a time here. But we knew what Biff was all about when we voted Biff in. All right, man. So let's get into some hot topics, man, because that's what we're here to do. And hot topics are brought to you by my bookie, War Room. Let's talk a minute about how much money you can make sports betting at my bookie. MLB action goes down nightly. Hey, and if you you, you catch the right game <laughs> during the day as well. I was watching me a 105 tilt this afternoon. But if you still haven't checked out my bookie, I don't know what you're waiting for, man. Y'all can lay down some cash on the biggest games in sports. You can join the War Room and thousands of other online players placing bets at MyBookie.ag. If you guys are tired of getting to run around from those other services when it's time to get paid, that's why we urge you to give my bookie a try. You win, they pay. Quick, fast, in a hurry, no hassles. You're basically wasting your time sports betting anywhere else. They even have in-game live betting, so you can place wages after the game start. Um, and if prop betting is your thing, you know, you can do that as well. So join now. My bookie will match your first deposit up to $1,000. So Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, W-A-R-R-O-O-M, to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, get paid, period. All right, so, you know, the NBA draft went down last week. Um, Of course, uh, if you were with us last week, you know we had some technical difficulties, but by the time we got back on the air and was able to go live, we were able to, you know, get some of the picks live before we got off the air. Um, It went how everybody basically expected it to go. You know, you had the first three picks, and then you had everybody else. Not saying that to say that the draft wasn't deep in talent, but we just knew what the first three were hitting for. And then after that, everything was uh, kind of up in the air as far as um, where people were going to be placed. Um, The biggest thing that I've taken out of is just watching, listening, you know, doing what I do uh, with sports fans every week on, on social media the wardrobes of these players was a big deal to everybody. And a lot of people I've heard say this is the best dressed class that they've ever seen. Um, and that's the thing. I, of course, a lot of people try to be different. B, you had some, some crazy colors out there. Um, you had your man, Bobo with a, with a, a spider web <laughs> Whatever. Pattern yes. on his suit. Um phew. Probably messed up his draft stock considering he had to wait until pick number 44, even though he was invited to and sat in the green room. How embarrassing was that? It was like the janitors cleaning up the green room telling you to pick your feet up when he's sweeping.
1: Um, and, you still and he was with a minute.
2: Right. And he was once considered a top five pick um, in this class and slipped all the way down to 44. Like, do you think People were that afraid of his foot injuries or or what? What, what did you
1: think this was? Did Greg Oden scare I think everybody away? Um, yeah, not not just Greg. It was a combination of a couple things. Number one, it was the foot injury. And big men with bad feet, historically, that doesn't go away. It, it rears its ugly head at some point in the career and cuts it short or cuts effectiveness short. So I think that that's kind of what. People were looking at there. That's one, two. Um, he was pretty good in college, but not particularly dominant. Um, so you know, I, I I him slide, and and it was due to injury. It was. Um, but so you, you had think the maybe the novelty of
2: Bobo may have worn off a little bit?
1: You know, minute son, seven foot two can
2: handle and shoot and all that kind of stuff, but he's still rail thin. With injuries, so you know that kind of stuff can kind of wear the novelty off a little bit.
1: Lighter than some of the guards, <laughs>
2: and he had that Kevin Durant issue with the bench presses. But you know how'd that work out for KD? Not saying he's KD, but how'd that work out for him? <laughs> people talking about bench pressing, rot, you know, weights. But but Kevin Durant got more ranged than most people in the game. <laughs> We're not bench-pressing out here. We're shooting basketballs. And, we, and we're playing in an era where post-play is at a minimum. So I don't even know why they have you bench-pressing at the combine anymore.
1: <laughs> bench-press for Like who six post-players, like right. post league, and two of them are guards.
2: <laughs> it's like we standing around the perimeter these days, launching, taking turns. So bench-press what? Like for who, for what? Um just a couple of highlights, you know, from the draft. I was wondering what Cleveland was kind of doing. Um with the fifth pick, they took guard Darius Garland from uh Vanderbilt. Six six foot three guard, but they just drafted Colin Sexton with their pick last year. I mean, I kind of heard that the pick was up, you know, on the trading block before they made it, but they kind of ran out of time. So now I'm wondering now that they took him because they took a a best player available um, type approach. I'm wondering what, what now, you know, now that they have these two guys, are they going to try to have the try to duplicate the Portland backcourt where, you know, you got a six, two point guard and a six, Three, maybe six, three and a half shooting guard. Um, everybody doesn't get lucky like that, but you know these two guys are talented. So you know, is that what we're gonna do? What's your thoughts on that?
1: Um, I, I'm, I don't know what Cleveland does at this point to bounce back from losing LeBron. And I'm not sure what their front office is doing because they lost a talent in the front office as well. And that shows, I'm not sure what their, what their angle is. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
2: It was kind of weird to me because later in the draft, they took another ball handling guard. So I'm like, you know, Cleveland, (laughs) I, I really don't understand their angle. I mean, and they don't seem like a team to me who's, in a position for those best player available type drafts. Like, y'all got needs. Like, fill those needs. So, let's do a quick recap of the top 10 because we did so many mocks of the top 10 leading up to it. We saw so many. We read so many and, you know, did a couple of our a couple of them ourselves. Um, of course, the number one pick was uh, Zion Williamson to the New Orleans Pelicans. Fly Pelicans. Uh, The Grizzlies took Ja Morant, point guard, Murray State at number two. Uh, At number three, the Knicks take shooting guard from Duke, R.J. Barrett, who's already saying when they're interviewing him, B, they're talking about him and Zion. And he's talking about how good, you know, we're we're great friends at this point. And, you know, maybe someday down the line, I'll recruit him to, to come here and play with me. So they're talking about this already. They didn't even start their rookie contracts and they're already recruiting each other to they play already get together. <laughs> they're already trying to AAU up. Um and then, you know, they're a long way away from you know, free agency.
3: Um, the
1: time get, this is RJ um uh, you think you could come out and play with me and <laughs> maybe, five, maybe five, get five, our old
4: school <laughs> playing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yo, these new these new ninjas, I can't.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what else? Uh, at number four, the Hawks took DeAndre Hunter, forward from Virginia. Um, at five, like we already mentioned, Cleveland took Darius Garland, point guard from Vanderbilt. At number six, the Suns took Jarrett Culver, shooting guard, Texas Tech. At number seven, the Bulls took point guard Kobe White from North Carolina. Uh, At eight, the Pelicans, again, picked uh, Jackson Hayes, center, Texas. Um, Number nine, the Wizards took uh, uh, I never could say his name, even he was playing in Gonzaga. Hachimura from Gonzaga um, (laughs) went to the Wizards. And Rounding out the top 10 was Cam Reddish from Duke. Uh, he went to the Atlanta Hawks as well. So the Atlanta Hawks are, is a young team that's putting together some nice talent, you know, at least on paper. We just have to see how these guys gel and how how they, you know, play once they get on that NBA court. Trey Young is already there. You know, he's already proven that he can play at a high clip at this particular level. Um he has help coming. They're going to be a young up-and-coming team. Um, We don't know in today's professional sports landscape if teams, front offices, have the patience anymore to be young and upcoming teams, but they have one down there in the big GA. Um, One other thing that that I heard a lot of fans talking about, they were saying this draft definitely debunked the myth of the Black Father, because uh, you know, a lot of these dudes were there with their pops. And 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 I guess when it comes to this type of thing, it I wasn't necessarily a myth. It's just a whole different generation. It's like when we were growing up, a lot of these dudes didn't have fathers in their lives. A lot of these dudes came from single parent um, households, single mom households to be more specific. A lot of these dudes came from very poor backgrounds, came from nothing it's different now because the AAU circuit isn't cheap. Like it's hard to be broke and play AAU unless you're just the next phenom and everybody's done everything for you, but it's a different crop these days. You know what I'm saying? You do have the crop, the, the two parent households, the, the middle class, the upper middle class, shoot, these days you have a lot of NBA players who have sons coming up through the system. So it's kind of a change right. in the cycle of what we see in the draft and what we see in the NBA. And it's refreshing because, you know, you you are tired of seeing the same old stereotypes get talked about all the time. Yeah, let's talk about somebody in their family for a change instead of, you know, yeah, he was raised by his mama, he's raised by his grandmama, she made fourteen dollars a week and he slept in a room with
1: six <laughs> brothers and sisters.
2: <laughs> like you you tired of hearing those Tony Stocks all-we-need stories. No, like, I mean, all that I got is stories.
1: Because it, <laughs> it ain't funny, but it is funny. And, and, and at a certain point, unless you have a strong mind and a strong upbringing and raising, so, and even sometimes with those things, you start to buy into those narratives even if it isn't your life
0: <laughs> and and
1: believe that that's them or that's us or that. So, yo, man, kudos to seeing black fathers at the NBA draft. Maybe next time we'll see black fathers in Silicon Valley, but that's a whole nother topic and story, man. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. All right. So,
2: um, a quick NBA draft recap. And before we move on, I see the phone lines are blowing up. So let's go to the phone lines real quick. We got the homie Tobias. Calling all the way over from Arizona.
3: Tobias, what's going on? Old damn time. What's going on? Hey, what's going on? What up? I got to say, I survived Get yelled at by court. I got my Uh. (laughs) T-shirt.
2: Yeah, I don't know if you saw my message. I was like, man. Uh, I'm I'm waiting to see what they do to you When you actually say something negative about LeBron Like they jumped on you <laughs>
1: They jumped on you crazy For no reason It's all good though So what's up Tobias Alright where the hell is Tobias Where's,
0: Where's Tobias,
1: Tobias
2: go I oh, don't know he got snatched up We're getting back all
1: right. Call we, back
2: we in, buddy. <laughs> back in, big homie. All right, we got the homie Rob calling in from out in California. Uh it's a good day for, for Rob and Lakers fans. What's up, Rob? What's going on? Hey, what's up, man? How y'all doing, man? How y'all doing? How y'all
4: feeling, man? Yeah, what
1: hey,
4: Yo, it's your boy Rob aka Summertime Funk, man. Yo, it's your boy Rob aka Mr. Slip and Slide. Yo, what's good, man? How y'all doing, man? It's a hot day in Philly. How y'all doing, man?
2: <laughs> Pretty good, yeah. It's a little it's a little heated over here on the East Coast. About ninety, ninety two, ninety three today. It's crazy. Um, but what's up with you? What did you think about the NBA draft? How'd you think you're, you know? Well, just you, you, squad traded their pick, but I guess it's all good because you got the big brow in return. But what's up? What's up? We got a couple of minutes. What you want to talk about? Uh, uh,
4: uh, I, 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 I'm going to hit this real quick. I'm going to hit this, and I want to talk about something serious, but okay, man. Um, What I, I felt about the draft was first of all, I was kind of living with the Trey. I'm like, you know, to be honest, I would have kept Lonzo let Kuzma and Ingram go because, you know, I want a point guard because 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 you still have Le you still have LeBron who's like LeBron's thirty five, after three years he's done, and so we're gonna have after you got if you were kept Lonzo instead of, instead of kept Kuzma you still can do the pick and roll with you know you can do the pick and roll with you know. Uh, Anthony Davis and Lonzo, you know, you still get that point guard that so could pull it all together. But you know, we'll never know. That's that's that. That's I agree great, with you, I
2: mean, Rob. You know, B don't believe in Lonzo. I think Lonzo is a baller. <laughs> but um, I, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I mean, Kuz, I like Kuz. Kuz is my man, but Kuz is a one-trick pony, and his trick is just not hard to find in the NBA, and he like he wouldn't trick, be that bro. hard to replace. The only thing about his trick is the fact that he's so young and he has so much confidence already, especially playing with, you know, a superstar on a level of LeBron. A lot of dudes like to sit back and just watch. And Coos wasn't about that sit back and watch life. But I just think Alonzo brings so much more to the game than you that that you need. Like Coos is a
1: modern day
2: is gatling. He 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 huh? who huh? Who'd you say?
1: I said he brings that big baller brand to the game. I mean, I see that.
2: No, Lonzo. Lonzo separated himself from big baller brand, so you might like him even more because you know, being banging with his pop ball like that, not on the business tip at least. He, 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 he he's a on a mission. Bit. He says to be his own man. Um, but it, you know his his all around game. Like I, I keep telling people, a lot of people sleep. They sleep on his level of defense for especially being a second year player
3: in the NBA and what they
2: miss when he went out. Cause you, you really like you look at a player like Lonzo B and that's not really where you expect his bread to be butter. Like you look at him, he got the little skinny legs and you know, little, little thin balls. You don't expect him to be locking up. And Lonzo was out there playing some very good defense. And, and you know, that's the side of the game that a lot of people don't look at. So Kuz is more exciting to a lot of people because he's going to put the ball up. Like I say, he's Chris Gatling 3.0. <laughs> he can come off your bench yeah. and give you numbers. He can get in your starting up and give you numbers, but he's not going to do much in the way of anything else to help the team win. Not a not, because yeah. I'm a Kuz fan, but yeah, I would have tried hard to keep Lonzo too. But exactly. smart executives exactly. like, like, like Griffin know this. So I'm pretty sure Griffin didn't even, ask, you know, I'm sure he asked for coups. He probably asked for all of them, and then it came down to one or the other, and you know, he ended up with Lonzo, and I think that was a great move for the Pelicans because they're they're putting together a nice little young roster as well. Yeah, but what yeah, up, Rob? yeah,
4: they still got Randall there. They still got they got amazing on All they need is a front court. But um, yeah. you know, I, I don't, I, see I don't see, see stand Randall in. staying.
2: I don't see Randall staying. Um, at this point, Zion and Randall might damn near be the same player, um, just with a different level yeah, of excitement, a great different point. level of put asses in the seat-isms. <laughs> but I don't see Randall sticking around. I, I, when free agency starts, I think Randall going to be on his way.
1: So Randall trying to get some you know, dollars. You know,
2: if, if Brandon Ingram... Is, is healthy because remember he had some blood clot issues. That's that's been known to, to stop a career. We're still talking about his uh you know potential. Shoot, he got an injury that's potentially it. But um you know you got him, you got Zoe, you got Zion, you got Drew, uh Holiday. Where I hear some rumblings he might want out of the situation. But for now you got a nice little bit of talent down there. All right, so what else, Rob? Uh, We've got to hurry up because we got some other callers on now. All right. Uh, oh,
4: oh, 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 all right. First of all, shout out to the nerd that always be telling me. Somebody said, uh, somebody said you was a Dolphins fan six years ago, but that's none of my business. Um, now, now, now on to this election. He knows Who's talking a about the nerd. The, the nerd. I'm going to call him the nerd. The nerd okay. from Florida. <laughs> that's what I got to say. <laughs> okay. I got you.
2: <laughs> uh, oh,
4: somebody you know, put him um, on blast.
2: He was a Dolphins fan six years ago.
4: Yeah, I was like, I was like, wow. That's all. That's all I need to know. It's all good. that's all I need to know. But, say, but that's but, all but, I need. <laughs> but, but 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 on the real. Okay, the the elections is coming up. I think everybody, all, all black people, need to become politically conscious. of The upcoming election, and um, and and. And, and, and it talks to two, three things. One, if if, if you're re- – for, for black folk who's saying, oh, I don't really care about immigrants or whatever, this country taking all our jobs, just, just remember the great Marcus Messiah, Gabi was a Jamaican immigrant that came over here, and you know the rest. So if you ain't down with immigration, good for you. Throw, throw Marcus Gabi out, and we can call you a sellout, and sellout. That's all I got to say. Second thing, um, as far as what comes to reparations, uh, just treat reparations as like an NBA contract or a professional contract. Ask for more. Ask for what you're more more than what we're worth. You know what I'm saying? Not just a check. Ask for some land. Money by itself doesn't bring out or doesn't bring wealth. You know, resources. It wouldn't be.
2: That's and, the thing, though. Like every we all screaming about reparations. We're screaming about a check. Like, it's a lot of Black people, a lot of descendants of slaves. It's going to be difficult, first of all, to, you know, track everybody, make sure everybody is getting the check they're supposed to. But it's going to be so many people, it ain't going to be that much money to go around. So they're going to end up doing something and then everybody's going to get, like, $26 and then we're still going to be mad. So, I don't know. Exactly. Yeah, You're right. We need to do more than just a check. Something else got to happen here. You know what I mean? Exactly. We need, we need exactly. a smorgasbord of things. Give us a check. Pay off our student loans, give us a piece of land, <laughs> excuse our mortgages. Like, come on, <laughs> you gotta do something more than just a check.
4: Yeah, it, 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 yeah, yeah, exactly. People scream out, "Check!" I'm like, y'all do know. It's, it's like y'all do know wealth is not just based be, 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 based on money alone. You know what I'm saying? That, that the real money is really in gold. That's another conversation. I wish Jimmy was here. Damn it. Uh, it, it, but but. And be also, keep timing on here, too, man. You quiet in the back. Yeah, yeah just,
1: I'm, I'm, I'm letting you rock. I'm letting you rock, bro. I don't want to disrespect, uh, disrespect the Lakers too much. And then also the voting, as far as voting is concerned, I, I understand your political leanings, brother. But I think, you know, my feelings, I don't believe we can ever change a system that was built to oppress and destroy us to begin with. All we can do is cope. So until we create the link back to another continent, I mean, this is all just an exercise in futility, if you ask me. Um,
2: yeah. uh, like, I, know, I, I tire of hearing that the system is broken and this and that. The system is working fine. The system is a, a well-oiled machine. The system is working how it was intended to work. <laughs> we Exactly. Just, a lot of us can't get it through our minds that we weren't the system wasn't built with our, you know, with us prospering in mind. So, you know, all the struggles, this is what it was supposed to be. So, and a lot of us do a great job of coping in a system that's built against us. But, um, But this, yeah.
4: But, 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 but there still needs something to be done. Like, I understand people want to scream like, you know, uh, who, who who are not, p- 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 people who are the hoteps, who are now obnoxiously ignorant—they want to scream, "Oh, I go up for Democrats, this Democrat, that." But you know, the Democrats take part part of the house, and as you see, with pressure from the outside, you know, um, we see uh, what do you call it—that um, reparations is on the forefront. You know what I'm saying? With pressure, you know, the Civil Rights Bill was passed. With pressure, the um, the the desegregation laws began, like under in World War II. With pressure. The Thirteenth uh, Amendment was passed. We have to keep pressuring our our president Lance and our, our presidents and our political candidates and take, take control of our local government first and foremost, but like even or, or even with a candidate like Bernie Sanders, who I favor of, he doesn't really have a good foreign policy, and when the Arabic uh, Muslim brothers and sisters actually pressure him on the last couple of years, four years, I would say five years. His tone changed, everything changed. So we still gotta keep the fight, gotta keep going. On. I understand that this wasn't, this this nation was not built built for us that we can be like the Bolshevik Russians and take the whole thing, the the communists and take the whole thing over. But 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 that's not be really our game right now. We need to be a political strategist and and do what we can to. Well, no, no. To maneuver. I just,
2: the I, I, I just don't want people to be fooled into thinking that the fight will ever be over. Like as long as we're here, like our lives are gonna be a fight. You know, what I mean that's just what it is. All right, but Rob, we gotta, we gotta roll, man. We got some other people waiting and, as usual. And, thanks and, for and, your call, and hope, brother.
4: And I hope Jimmy Butler stays, man, with the, uh, with the Sixers, man. And I hope Kawhi yeah, come back home, baby. That's all I gotta say. All
2: right, peace. Kawhi. <laughs> talk about that in a little while. Let's go back to Tobias. Uh, Let's get him back on. What's up, Tobias?
3: Sorry, my Obama phone dropped there. Sorry about that. Uh, You know, but here's the thing. I was talking about the NBA, right? Sion, they putting all this pressure on this guy, and I look at him, shoot a jumper. He's shooting a set shot. He ain't jumping. And so he has so much room to grow in his game, and people act like they won't give this guy room to grow now they're talking about the Pelicans. the a sleeper playoff team. I'm like, you know he's 18 years old, right? LeBron was probably the best young guy to come in ever at that age, and they still didn't make the playoffs. Can we just let these kids grow Two their years. game first?
2: And LeBron, and LeBron had Ricky Davis. According to Ricky, That's he's the best league. player in the league. LeBron was coming <laughs> in to help him out.
3: Ricky Davis. That's
0: crazy.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and, and now you're talking about, and now, like, now – what happens is these pundits on TV, they try to the Lakers free agency. You got idiots that that overrated GM in Houston won't Jimmy Butler. If Chris Paul don't want to watch James Harden dribble, what the hell do you think Jimmy Butler's gonna do? <laughs> you know Jimmy stayed in Philly because Philly's gonna pay him, which is smart. But the Lakers, yeah. what, what they well they get? D'Angelo Russell. I'm like, people, did you watch the? Have you watched the NBA for the past 15 years? LeBron been in. He's the point guard. If you want someone to play that position, you need to get Patrick Beverly, someone who can hit the open jumper, doesn't need the ball. DeAngelo Russell needs the ball. Kimball Walker needs the ball. LeBron's the point guard. It kills me how they just throw these names at the hat like it's 2K, but LeBron needs the ball. So you have to have players that compliment him. It's ain't NBA 2K, and it kills me how people just think that.
2: Yeah, I think he throw some names together and it's just going to be that easy. I mean, they kind of showed us that back in 2010 when, you know, when LeBron and and the boys got together on the heat and they, they thought it was going to run off a slew of championships and they saw how difficult that was. Like, you have names, you have talent. That's why you, you know, some coaches they get negativity thrown their way. Like, I hear people still kind of diminishing Phil Jackson's accomplishments because, oh, well, he always had Michael and Scotty and Kobe and Shaq and Kobe and whoever. But it's not just cliche that it takes a a pretty good coach to, to massage egos and get people to play together and get people to defer where they need to defer. It's hard to just throw some names together. I mean, in the playground, that's usually the way to do it. The most talented teams can get it done, but you know, NBA, everybody's yeah. pretty much talented. And it's difficult to just throw people together. Oh. And I thought, like, that whole time, I was thinking, like, man, I'm watching this press conference, watching them say, not one, not two, not three. I'm like, yo, they straight up disrespecting the NBA right now. And they kind of got hit hard with it. At that time, LeBron was so star for a championship. Just getting two out of that lineup was the greatest mm-hmm. thing ever because he just needed to get off the schneid. But. Really, when you look back on that, it was a failure. I, I don't want to be one of them people where people start attacking me for being objective and stating my opinion, but that was kind of a failure. They <laughs> up. In, the, yeah, they in failed. the bigger scheme of things, they that fell. was kind of a failure.
3: Championships? Because they should have three. Honestly, they should. Honestly, it could have had three, realistically. But at the same time, what-if game. They only should have had one, to be honest with you. Uh, mm. You know, that's just how sports work out. But at the same right, time, right. he Could have had three,
2: could have had one. Ended up it's up in just how middle. it works
3: out. And, and people yeah. out there, if we're not saying LeBron's not a great player. He's one of the five best players, depending on what you rank him as. He is a great player. He's a great father. He's a great member of the black community. All that good stuff, right? <laughs> all right, now, as we were saying, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs>
2: We have to, had throw to throw that, that out, out there, man. I'm telling you. Because the Brownies will <laughs> attack you if you don't praise him enough. So we got to, you know, take a minute to... <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> like it, it's
2: difficult, man. It's difficult these days trying you to know, be the objective voice of reason because if you don't jock somebody too hard, people are upset with you. If you compliment somebody else too much, people are upset with you. So shaky, shaky it's, it's ground. Crazy move, course, to
3: work like. up. It's so crazy. Yeah. And it's like... Everybody talking all these players. I'm like, you don't need to have three or four all-star max level players. Honestly, you need two. It's the right two. But the problem with the Lakers trying to add a guy in the end to the three best players on the team ain't the same age. But also, if you that hell bent on keeping Kuzma out of that trade, you was that hell bent, maybe you should let him be the third guy. Show him that, hey, he believes. If he's a hell bent. The thing, if you don't
2: blow... Guy, the rest of that salary cap on a third big name free agent and just mix in some good oh. mid-level veterans, that team can be devastating. But everybody's so greedy. Everybody got to have a big three. Everybody got to have a super team. Super teams, you know, a lot of times are just on paper because, you know, there's been a lot of super teams that failed. You know, the Lakers with Nash, Kobe, and, and Dwight, they failed. I mean, I, I always go back to, them like, I wish we would have got a chance to see them in the playoffs, though, because at the end of that season, Kobe was on, he was starting to play on another level until, you know, that Achilles injury.
3: Feel, right? And yeah. I think yeah, their
2: first-round opponents dodged a bullet because I think they might have finally started to come into their own. But, you know, in all and in, in the grand scheme of things, that was a failure. Um, there was success in Miami, but just like we said, like, when that team got together, they were supposed to run off like six. Um, uh, who else can we think of?
3: You, you remember that Houston team with Pippen, Join, Barkley, and Dream? They were older, and that yeah, didn't work yeah, out. Right? Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it worked out as best as it could because those dudes were old in chip chasing. Like they oh, yeah. did some amazing things to be that old, but yeah, you know, and the, and the grand scheme of things didn't work out. Um, so, you know yeah, it's not, that, it's not that easy. Like, maybe you switch up the formula a little bit and do more on the mid-level uh, side of things, and you, and you might be able to get a better mix, better mix of defenders, some scores off the bench, shoot, a score, and, you, and you're starting lineup. line I don't know. I, I just think people go you about know. this all wrong.
3: And I know you got to run. I'll say two quick things. Like, we were talking about just having, like, not just a super team, because in this era of load management. Well, you know LeBron and A D gonna sit some games out. Who are you gonna put in there? <laughs> you know? And also the fact is that usually like Golden State, those guys are around the same age. So their peaks and their in their decline when they get older at the same time. LeBron may fall off this year. Yeah, he put up twenty eight and eight and eight. But he went the same guys he was two years ago. Not saying he wasn't great, like Kobe was. He was killing that last year, but he wasn't the same Kobe. You know, it, right. it, it
2: It was, the stats were there for both of them, for Kobe and LeBron, but the impact wasn't there. Yes. The way it, and it that used happened.
3: to be there. And that's okay. And, and I, so, what my thing is is that usually these teams come, like the one in Miami, they were the same age. But the problem was that you had no money to flush, flush out the rest of that team. And but only so many guys are going to be old and say, hey, I'll take a million dollars to go for a ring. Because newsflash, people, except for like the top legends out there, most of these players are trying to get paid to of their family. The like LeBron Ty, Jordan, Kobe, they're about the ring because they don't have their money. But most of these other guys, like Al Horford, they got to get their money first and foremost. A ring is a ring, and so they right. it, so so they they're it, gonna be better off trying to use that money to, to flesh out the team. Instead of hoping for some washed up guy to take a million dollars and try to go for a ring, and the ring ain't guaranteed because he got the Nuggets out there, the the Blazers, the uh, you know, all these yeah.
0: other
3: Houston if intact. They got shout they got out, good shout teams out there. Shout out to Boogie out
2: Cousins. Shout out to Boogie Cousins. Thought he was gonna sneak one in before hitting free agency again. <laughs> like his 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 free agent, you know, haul hasn't gotten any better since since he stepped foot in Golden State. Last season,
1: yo, he like, definitely hasn't. That did yeah, not like, go his plan for him.
2: He thought he was gonna go with them off. play well, get a ring, and then get a max. Like he ain't nowhere near max right now. It's a shame.
3: He you, know, you know. He should have sat out the season. He would have made more money. And also, a player like I know someone said in the group chat last week, Bowe Bowl should have sat out the season and not even played a lick. He would have been a top ten pick. It's crazy how that stuff works out when you don't play compared to when you actually Yo, do play. I,
1: I, believe, I believe that about Bowl Bowl, too. I believe that. Oh, I yeah. don't know he about was one of the top five prospects.
2: So if he didn't play, yeah, he'd have fell somewhere in the lottery at least. He went from top ten to not mentioned at all.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I would have taken the second round because you got nothing to lose. I would have taken that right. because the numbers he put up in those ten games he played
1: were pretty damn I think our I verse is better than him.
3: Yeah, because we, cause, cause, like I'll say this also for our run. The Bulls first round pick, Kobe White. I was surprised we got him. I'm happy with that pick. The second guy we pick, I have no idea who the hell he is. But uh, he can't be worse than Dizell Valentine. But hey, you guys have a good day, man.
1: <laughs> All right, man. Let me talk to you next week.
3: Shout out to Frank Yeddy. Peace.
1: Well done. All
0: right. So
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, switching gears real quick. Shout out to Molly. Um, did you hear about the whole thing with the NCAA? California, uh, some California schools could be banned from, uh, potentially be banned from competing in NCAA championships if a bill is passed allowing state college athletes to be compensated Um this bill is about basically compensating these kids for the use of their own name, image, likeness. And if it is passed, it would begin in 2023. It easily passed in the state senate last month, 31 to 4. So if this bill passes, B, the NCAA is not, you know, they don't plan to back down on their rules. So if it passes, and California oh, allows these in-state athletes, and you have to—I think you have to be in-state California athletes. But if it passes, and these people are able to capitalize off their likenesses, then the schools could be facing sanctions.
1: Precedent you know, set.
2: Right, right. But at the same time, if these schools don't want to be, you know, subject to these NCAA sanctions. Does that mean that these top, these top schools in California are going to stop recruiting, recruiting people in-state? Because, like I said, you have to be an in-state athlete to do this if the bill passes. So is that going to take a hit or take a toll on who they recruit from home? Because like, they might end up recruiting all their stars from outside the state and maybe rounding out their team with like role players from inside the state who nobody's going to want to do anything with your likeness or your jersey or anything like that. This is, this is <laughs> a slippery slope. Like you said, precedence is definitely going to be set, but are the schools going to back down from the NCAA? Because the NCAA doesn't seem to be interested in changing their amateur sports rules. Um, even if this bill is passed in California.
1: Saw it it's, it's, it's funny, great. funny, funny. You mentioned backing down because this is going to be such an interesting, interesting case. I, I think that California is a, has a funny culture similar to Texas. You know, Texas does its own thing. Well, so does California in a sense. And if these are state schools, they could receive orders to not back down in the face of the NCAA, as in, it's not a decision made at the chancellery level or the presidential level of the university. It could be above them just to essentially champion a cause. It'll be very interesting. If the schools do stand up, I, I could see this type of thing going all the way to the Supreme Court on a national level because this is what, and waiting to see for 20 years, 30 years, you know, our yeah. lifetimes. And this would be a monumental step in a positive direction, in my opinion. Um, you know, I, I I know we'll get into the Andre Iguodala interview a little later on another show that probably isn't as good as ours but gets, you know, a couple of dollars, um, where he was mentioning, you know, being in college – as a college athlete with his jersey selling, being one of the top jerseys on his team, and he had to stretch $10 for one week to eat. Right, right, right. And, but, and,
2: and you know, for me, and, and, and in this case, 23 Division One schools stand to be impacted by this bill, um, including four Pac-12 programs. That's where you get into the big boys, the Pac-12. But for me, you know, we've had this conversation on this show for damn near nine, almost 10 years about uh, college athletes and this and that. And that's the only place I've always drawn the line because I was never an advocate for, oh, college athletes should get a check. Oh, and and most of that was because, you know, everybody just said that nobody had a decent plan for how how it was going to get done. Nobody had a plan for. With the lower-level athletes and lower-level sports that weren't generating any money for the campus, like were they going to get paid too? Like people just say things and they're not solution-based. So I never heard anything that made complete sense to me. But the oh, the place where I drew the line, your likeness should belong to you, like no matter what. If your if people are walking around with jerseys with your your number or your name, especially. Because college, that's why a lot of colleges try not to put names on the back of their jerseys sometimes, because they know, you know, they can always say, oh well, you don't know if that number is for you, but if you're on campus and you're a big man on campus, you you know, you know, these people are wearing this number four because of you and not because of Chris Webber back in 1995, um, or, or you know, or before <laughs> then. But your likeness, that's different, man. If 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 I can make money off my autograph, if 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 we can make money off my jersey sales, if we can put my face on a video game and all that kind of stuff, that should all go to the people who are, no doubt, that should all go to the people who are a part of that. And that would kind of make it easier because it's like, okay, we're not, it's not one big sweeping thing where we're paying everybody. And if you're on a college, you know, sports game, if you're on a video game, then I guess everybody would get a little piece of something, but you know the big money is going to go to the the more popular people. That's making that's generating the cash. Here's
1: my, You're my thing, cash we've cash had cash. we've had this conversation, and we'll likely continue to have this conversation. You and I, we we've both been an undergraduate. We we've you know uh, uh, been struggling underclassmen in an undergraduate institution, and I'm not advocating for student-athletes to receive a paycheck, nor are you. But there are so many ways that they could compensate collegiate athletes beyond just saying, here, oh, you know, here's $1,200 for the week because you're playing for our team. There's right. any number of ways that you could skin the cat, so to speak, including trusts that are paid out, you know, upon graduation, or trusts that are paid out, you know, some years down the line, or there there's just a number of ways that that the money that's made in, in collegiate athletics, the wealth that's created could be distributed more evenly and trickle down to those that are actually generating it. And I I just think it's, it's in one hand, it's crazy. But on another hand, it's not crazy because it's the way of, of capitalism. It's the way of the United States. Like this system is not broke by any stretch of the imagination. Young black boys go to major collegiate institutions, generate millions, no billions of dollars. Don't get paid for it and get told they should be thankful for a college, edu- a collegiate education, which by the way is is dropping in value, uh, uh over the course of the last you know 20, 30, 40 years. Is it what is a bachelor's degree worth? You know and what I'm we're saying? talking so about that like, the other day,
2: where you got people uh, out oh. here advertising jobs, preferring master's degrees starting at $15 Yo. an hour for a master's degree? Yeah. Hey, don't even put that mm. in the job description. You're tripping.
1: <laughs>
2: master's Yo. degree preferred starts at 15 25 an hour.
1: Yo. I would All get Navian. Navian is,
2: Navi is,
1: is, is...
2: is... I can't even say the word. I'm getting in trouble, but you know what Navian is doing, people. But
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: so I I just... I feel like um, to bring this back around to this particular story, I am very, very interested and intrigued into where this will go and who will stand up because the the student-athletes really can't stand up and advocate for themselves. So it's got to be the universities make a decision to do so or the state of California makes a decision to do so. It's going to be a very, very interesting discussion and dialogue and eventually fight if they choose to take it that far. If they decide to fight, they could shake the world. They literally could shake the world. Yeah. All
2: right. We'll see how it goes. Um. I wonder what, you know, the, the O'Bannon case, what bearing that had on this. Because um, I don't necessarily think the O'Bannon case, I don't think they were just fighting for California state athletes, but. I wonder if this had any bearing on this bill um, that might be passing soon. But we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it. We'll definitely talk about it again. Let's get to our quote of the week. And our quote of the week comes from NBA player, NBA sixth man, uh, until, you know, he had to step forward for Portland at the end of the season, Inez (laughs) Kanter. The boy that's on the run from the Turkish government right now. He said on the, the Colin Coward show the other day, um, he talk, they were talking about the, the subject of Zion Williamson came up, and our quote of the week is this. He said, quote, I kind of feel like he's overhyped. I kind of feel like he's Julius Randle with hops <laughs> Do you have an issue with what he was saying? I know I said earlier in the show. You know, I don't think Julius Randall will remain a Pelican because he and Zion, at this point, seem like they do a lot of the same things. So for me, it kind of sounded like Inez Cantor was definitely taking a shot, I'm not sure, at who, at Zion, at
1: Julius, or both. both.
2: But both. there's not a lot of lies, at least right now, in what he's saying. You know what I'm saying? Like he—he he definitely it, was cause, it, you know, and cancer is known to talk trash.
1: He's a troll, but yeah, he's definitely a troll. I love him. What
2: he's saying right
1: now? Uh, if if you are a student of the game, if you take this thing of ours very, very seriously, and you're analyzing their games, they're the same. They're the same player. Like one, one like Zion,
4: Zion,
1: one point. Zion is 1.5. I won't call him 2.0 yet. I mean, he's 1.5. Julius Randle is athletic, but not that explosive, highly skilled, a guy that can play the three, the, the one, the three, and the four, basically. And I see that role for Zion, a, a positionless guy that can handle the ball. He's a forward size. He can play in the front court, but he can handle Thank and good. He can pass. play
2: the one. I wouldn't
1: put Gers Randall at the one. My life. Uh, I, I probably <laughs> would jump the gun with that, but he's you know out of the Anthony Mason mold where they let him bring the ball up court, let him go one v one, break cats down, and things like that. He's not a one by any stretch, but you know what I'm saying. He's got he's got a nice little handle to him, um, for a big fella, and and I see that in Zion. Zion can jump out of the gym at 385 pounds. Um, <laughs> you see what I did there. But I, I, they do the same things. They they definitely do the same things, now, um, at least for now. Yeah, for now. Um, Julius and it's, and it's
0: not has a been not working be, on his
1: outside shot.
0: Hey, hey, it's not a knock. It's
2: not a to be a, a you know more athletic Julius Randle. Julius Randle averaged what twenty one and nine this past season. He got he caught wind of the comments and he. He got a little, you know, sensitive on him. So he he tweeted out, "Yo, at Inez Cantor, last time you guarded me, I had 45. Relax, bro. LOL."
0: Um, so, you, so you know the
2: nerd in me. You know the nerd in me had to go find some even nerdier people. Had to find some analytics people. And while it's true that the last time they played against each other, their teams played against each other. Randall dropped 45 points. Uh, The Blazers won the game. This is a game in March. However, considering at the time um, uh, Inez Kanter, he only played like 20 minutes in that game because he was coming off the bench before their center got hurt, and he only guarded Julius Randall for two of those points. So, as they would say in the district, as they would say in the district, Randall siced it a little bit. He the Yo, point. yo,
0: yo, look, <laughs> the last I, time ain't, you, I ain't even, I ain't even dissing, Saul,
2: you had 45,
1: but I, ain't he, he had I, I ain't dissing Julius Randle, I ain't, I ain't dissing Julius Randle, hopefully he come at me, cause I'll come right back at him, but who let Julius Randle score 45 on
0: him? He <laughs> don't seem like a,
1: he don't seem like a get 45 type of guy. Like, well, I didn't really sure, see
2: that. Pretty sure that was the only game he's ever gotten it. But, I don't know, Julius Randle is talented, man. I, I, no, I'm, is. I'm not even going to say he nice. if he gets with the right I, team, that may not be his last time scoring 45. But my point is, oh, this is, nice. is your comeback he to nice. cancer, you definitely sliced it. Cause we, all, we know in an, in an NBA game, nobody's going to get the full brunt of what you, you know, what you do. Kobe spread that 81 Around several defenders, you know, Jalen probably got about 29 of it. Mo Pete probably got another 20 something others. You know, you get sprinkled. You get you get sprinkled a little bit. But if you're gonna talk trash to somebody because they said your name, you can't say I got 45 and then everybody find out you gave him two. Like you had to at least give him 19 of that 45 for you to basically say saying you
1: man, can't guard me man listen, man listen even, even if I though we know
2: he can't guard anybody because defense is not his thing but you had to give him at least 19 of those 45 if you want to
1: talk like this. man if I drop 45 on the team I'm saying I drop 45 on the 13th man it never got that never got, dressed. <laughs> All got you me. caught you caught 45 everybody caught their 45 everybody got a bucket huh
2: all right, so Kobe four,
1: why Kobe, why Kobe why Kobe gives the yeah. Raptors four good games at a time?
2: Yeah, he, he sprinkled them. And like I guess I you know, the, the Kobe has stayed trying to diminish that. But one thing the Raptors had back then was good perimeter
1: defenders. So like, they did. <laughs> That's one thing they may have had was good perimeter. Difference. Yo, yo Mo Pete was one of the original three and D guys. He had a jumper, he had defense, and he had scrimmage Those are the three things I know that Mo Pete had.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: All right. So uh,
2: shout out to Canada. Shout out to Julius Randle for clapping back with his uh his forty five and a loss. Um, shout out to him.
0: Um What Week
3: that
2: it's more. That. We know the NBA awards went were named last week. Finally, I still don't like what the NBA is doing. You got to wait till so after stuff that you pretty much know the results for. Anyway, is anticlimactic. They're trying to build up so they can have this. Of a award show, I didn't watch that show for one. And an exaggeration, I never turned my TV to the NBA awards show and fully knew that it was on. It just doesn't interest you. Like the season is over, they're regular season awards. You know, us and all the other talking heads probably gave our awards out no later than a week after the regular season ended. Um, remember back in the day, the MVP used to pretty much get. They used to spread it out throughout the first round, and the MVP would end up getting his award throughout the second round. But now, you know, they want to have an award show. It's just too much. It's too long. A lot of people forget about the award. Oh yeah, they haven't done that yet. (laughs) Who's MVP? But shout out to Giannis Antetokounmpo, who who is uh, the Kia NBA Most Valuable Player, the Rookie of the Year, Luka Doncic from the Mavericks. The six-man award goes to Lou Willville of the L.A. Clippers. The Defensive Player of the Year again goes to Rudy Gobert. The Kia NBA Most Improved Player, Pascal Siakam from the world champion Toronto Raptors. Coach of the Year, Mike Budenholzer, Milwaukee Bucks. Um, and then you have a bunch of stuff that nobody cares about, like the Teammate of the Year, the Basketball Executive, <laughs> Sportsmanship. Yeah, those aren't real awards. But look, if you look out of the real awards, and let's take coach of the year out. If you look at the player awards, B,
1: this is, oh, this is our hard. stat of the week.
2: Like I said, it's not really a stat. It's more like a fact. Everybody's, and you know, the only American-born player to win an award this year was Lou Williams for sixth man of the year. Now, we talked about this a long time ago, how a lot of us think that, you know, the international game is becoming more of the NBA game. These guys are going to end up taking over the NBA game, especially once you mix mix athleticism with the skill level that they already bring over at such a young age, because we talked about that a long time, too. It's like in America, your athleticism will take you a long way. It'll take you to NBA superstardom. And you see a lot of people, once that athleticism wears off, they don't really have the skills to sustain their career at a high level. These guys come in I think overseas, man. I think they're, they've they been playing a more skilled game um, overseas. Now some of these guys' athleticism is catching up with their level of skill. And they're damn near taking over the NBA, man. Most valuable player, Giannis. Rookie of the Year, Luca. Uh, defensive Player of the Year, Rudy Gobert. Pascal Siakam, Most Improved. You know, if they could have got a six man, you know, they would have had basically a player award sweep. And uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to think right now, like who are some good foreign six men who might, you know,
1: jump up in there. When Manu, Manu Manu is gone, down. If, Manu, yeah, if Manu if Manu was ten years younger, yeah. it'd have been him
2: yeah so that's that's interesting man just to see the evolution of the game because i remember when a lot of those dudes used to come over we used to harp on how soft they were and they're just not ready for the physicality and the speed and athleticism of the nba game these dudes are coming over and damn they're taking over the nba now a lot of the stars in the league are not american-born shoot the two young stars on our team the sixers Aren't American born. You got one from Cameroon. You got one from Australia. <laughs> it's 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 getting scary, man. It's getting scary. Um, and this is why for the past several Olympics, you know, we've been sending these NBA dream teams over there because that's pretty much what we need to win these joints. <laughs> you got to send like some of the best players in the NBA over there, where you know we used to send college athletes. They started getting spanked, had a couple of NBA teams go over there and get spanked. Um, shout out to AI and Tim Duncan and Larry Brown and all of them, Melo, Brown, when they were young. But, yeah, this was this was just interesting to me, so I just felt like we needed to mention it at least. But before we get into what happened this week while y'all were on the grind, just want to let you know, as usual, you can check out our website, warroomsports.com. But if you want to call in and speak with us about any of today's topics Just dial the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number is 323-410-0012. Press 1 when prompted. But if you're already listening from your phone, just press 1 if you want to holler at you guys. All right. So while y'all were on the ground, it's brought to you by Sports the Book. Speaking of Sports the Book, where the hell is Jimmy? (laughs) He was supposed to be here a long time ago, but he is still not in the building. But this the beat going on.
1: Collective bargaining. He needed. He wanted a new contract.
2: <laughs> he gotta talk. He gotta talk to you about that. He gotta talk to, to the financial boss. Hook him up. <laughs> Tell me how that goes. Anyway, while y'all while we're on the grind, brought to you by Sports the Book. If you guys are tired of reading the same old sports books with the same old stuff, you see on our Facebook page every day. With the list, the rankings, the imaginary starting lineups, the, the, the GOAT debate, the bashing of players to make players look good, the making players look so good so they can bash other players and bite, all that crap, man. If you're tired of all of that subjective stuff going on that's being passed off as factual information, be sure to pick up your copy of
0: SPORTS.
2: Acronym, people, listen to me. Can you spell SPORTS? S-P-O-R-T-S Smart people only read the sports. It's a mixture of sports and hip-hop culture will keep you on the edge of your seat and it'll keep you laughing like you're watching a Netflix comedy special. Netflix, cut the check. So just go to sportsthebook.com and get your copy from our website at warroomsports.com Wherever you get your copy, just make sure you don't miss that movement. Alright. go. So, some bad news out of uh, out of Astroland in Houston uh, at an Astros game about a month ago. They were playing the Chicago Cubs in Houston, and a two-year-old girl got hit in the face by a foul ball. Now the her injuries are just coming out. Like a month later, she sustained a fractured skull, subdural bleeding, brain contusions, and a brain edema. Um, this is what the family's attorney said on Wednesday. Um, they said our injuries prompted some Major League Baseball teams to re-examine how far the protective netting around home plate, you know, the, the net that kind of blocks the foul balls from hitting people directly in the first few rows. Um, a lot of a lot of teams and you know organizations and stadiums are now looking into how maybe they can expand that. I mean, you know, for a long time in baseball, one of the allures of going to the game and sitting in certain sections, you know, you take your glove or whatever, you're trying to catch foul balls. But I mean, people who frequent games, you know, man, sometimes those foul balls be coming at you 90 miles an hour, man. Like the ones that just pop up in the air, even those are dangerous when people aren't looking because I've seen people not looking. Not knowing that a fast, like that a face uh, yes. is dropping out of the sky and, and bad things can happen there. But it's worse when the foul ball goes off of your bat and doesn't pop up in the air and it just goes backwards 90 miles an hour. Even if you see it coming, it's hard to get out of the way. Um, and that's what happened in this particular case, man. Uh, Cubs outfielder Albert Almora, who hit the line drives, um, into the field level seats on the third base side at Minute Maid Park, man, he was like when he saw what happened, he had to be <laughs> he had to be consoled. Like he was he was on the field balling because he thought he damn near killed this little girl. But her her injuries are coming out now. Um, I don't know what's gonna. She's been having seizures and all kinds of things like that.
1: I'm pretty sure
2: that Almora. And these clubs and Major League Baseball in general are going to get involved um, probably with her I'm medical gone. care. I mean, this is me speculating, but I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm I'm speculating that somebody or a group of MLB players or the league in general are probably going to get involved in this in this particular thing. Um, but, yeah. Uh, they 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 even announced last year before this happened that they were extending the protective netting to at least the far ends of both dugouts. Now, you know, they're looking to see if they can do even more. It's kind of a sad story, man.
1: Two years old. Ah, yo. Ah. Do something happy, man. Real quick, we need something happy.
2: <laughs> I'd be mean, like, I don't even want to talk about that. Just move on to something happy. Well, you know, this is why you're on the grind. Why you're on the grind, usually you don't touch on happy topics. It's usually not just these type of topics.
1: It's usually people doing dumb stuff. There's that much happiness in the world these days.
2: Speaking of people doing dumb stuff, and shout out to the homie who used to call in about eight years ago and talk about Carmelo Anthony and his Myras. Well, Carmelo Anthony has been spotted with a Myra. <laughs> And Carmelo Anthony, who is in France with the Jordan brand team doing some brand ambassadorship, he was – let me break this down for you, B. First of all, this was Lala's birthday. So he's in France. She's not with him. He he sent her this really, really sappy um, message on Instagram for her birthday. I got to find that, because I I don't know why I don't have that up. But at the same time he was doing this, paparazzi was out in the south of France getting photos on a yacht of Carmelo laying up with some beautiful chick. Now, there's photos of him laying probably about two feet away from her, laying next to her. It's just the two of them in the shot. Um, There's some more where... He's standing up, and and they're talking. There's another one where I think he's out on, like, a jet ski or something, and she's standing on the side of the boat watching him. Carmelo has been going at the blogs because he claims that the woman that he was with is just a friend, and her whole family, including her husband, were on that yacht. Um, and it was, you know, because he's on a business retreat. Not some, uh, you know, some hot and heavy (laughs) affair trip. So there's a lot of people out there who's not really banging with what Carmelo is saying. But here's some quotes from him. He said, you know, I'm only really addressing this for my family. Keep my family out of this, man. Y'all trying to expose somebody's wife. Y'all exposing somebody's kids. Leave that alone, man. That ain't cool. Um and like I said earlier, he had said that the other woman was actually on the on the yacht with her husband and that they were all on a business retreat, not some sordid seaborne <laughs> liaison. I'm pretty sure those weren't Melo's words.
1: But
0: uh, uh, doing with that like, I wanna
1: ask you your thoughts, but
2: you definitely have to see some of these photos to to kind of form like these photos, and I, you know, this is the chatty patty portion of our of our, of our show. And we are probably breaking man law just by talking about it in the first place. But these photos, if you just look at a couple of them, okay, it's not like he, you know, he, he wasn't caught kissing her, touching or anything like that. But you also, like like some of them, like the way they were laying up by themselves, how close they were to each other. Like you and and, and my wife wouldn't be like laying up like that if we all went on it because we've been on several cruises together. Like y'all weren't just chilling in the <laughs> on the boat, laid up next to each other having a conversation. So it looks suspect. I don't know if Melo's telling the truth or not, but it definitely looks suspect. What's your thoughts on Melo and the Myers, man? Mello gotta chill. Mello I mean, he Just supposedly Mello. getting in good <laughs> from the mass affair that he got caught having. You know, when Lala was supposed to be leaving him, like they supposed to be good now, and Melo, you know.
1: He's oh, fellow innocent, peace, hello, peace innocent peace man. Can't do it. Can't <laughs> do it.
2: Free mellow, boy. man.
1: Free mellow, Anthony. Free, yo. Free Carmelo, Rubio, Montoya, Anthony, man. Free my man. Shout out to my Boreen King. Um, I don't know, man. You just got to be very careful of the optics in today's society. Um, and, and a man in his position uh, un- should understand that yo know, the eye the eye in the sky is always watching. The eye in the sky is always watching and looking. And he and Lala, because of who Lala is, and because of who he is, and they live a very public life. Man, there's people rooting for him to create gossip for them to talk and get their chatty patty on, much like we're doing, um, but on a negative basis about him a lot because they don't have anything better to do. So, a man in his position needs to be aware of that. And if he is aware of it and he and Lala have talked, they're like, look, we really don't care what y'all saying. We know what it is Then cool. The day
2: after, Lala posted a, a photo of a knife stabbing a heart. Then she deleted it, so uh, the subliminals have started.
1: (laughs) The subliminals have started. Man down. Man down. Free Carmelo. Yeah.
2: Man Um, down. I'm still trying to find I'm trying to find the worst optic of the whole thing, and it was the tweet. It was the birthday tweet um, from Melo. Oh, here it is. All right, so earlier in the day, Melo had tweeted, because like I said, it was her birthday, and he wasn't he wasn't home to celebrate it with her. He said, some of the most beautiful things worth having in your life come wrapped in a crown. Your heart is full of love and affection. Your hands are always caring. I am lucky to have you as a wife. Happy birthday, queen. I love you. At Lala, hashtag stay Mellow. And then a couple hours later, some dirty cameraman posted. Some some photos of Mello laid up with some chick in the south of France. So the optics of uh, are the Mello. We're, we, Me so, yeah, we, we're not gonna chat pat this much longer because this is not really what we do. But
3: they photos Melo, Melo,
2: it, man. Hope y'all we hope y'all get that together, man. We hope y'all get that together. I hope Mello telling the truth. Black
1: family, look, black look. love, hat
0: hat.
2: <laughs> You're looking shaky right now. Looking a little shady right. so your man Zion Williamson is already Being sued for 100 million dollars he hasn't even Gotten his first uh, NBA check He hasn't even signed a sneaker deal yet But he is already being sued For 100 million dollars Let me tell you the story on this one Um, He's being sued For 100 mil by a marketing Company that says Zion broke His contract now, you know, this, this has started a back and forth between Zion, uh, CAA, you know, Creative Artist Agency, and Prime Sports Marketing, because right after he declared for the NBA draft, he signed a marketing deal with Prime, Prime Sports. He was supposed to remain with them for at least five years, but instead he left them less than a month later to sign with CAA. Um, I think CAA is actually partner company the the parent company to clutch sports as well you know caa one of the biggest
1: you know is involved i think is
2: both guys pretty much um so he signed with them broke his contract with the other company and they had threatened to sue uh prompting that he take action first uh He, in turn, sued them saying that his contract was unlawful in North Carolina. I don't even know the details of what he's saying was unlawful in the contract. But in response to that lawsuit, Prime Sports filed a lawsuit against him and CAA for $100 million because they're arguing that he broke his contract and that CAA CAA, um, interfered in the process. So (laughs) Duke then already got – I mean. The, the, the Duke, uh, a lot. wow well, can you call him alum when you only went there for like four four days of classes and the rest was basketball? Either way, uh, Zion is already mixed up in the business side of all of this, the ugly side. Um, what are your thoughts? <laughs> Anything gonna come out of this? He did sign a contract. <laughs> B. All right. I don't know what's going on with B. hope it ain't technical. Yeah,
0: nah, nah. Oh, yeah, no, no. Speculation.
1: Right. Thank you. Speculation moment. Speculation. Um, he signed a contract with Homeboys Marketing because one of his relatives got Homeboys Marketing in front of him. And Homeboys Marketing took a legal, a legal Zoom contract to him, and he signed the legal Zoom joint. CAA had their attorneys take a look at it, and said, hell no. Get out of here. They, they don't got a leg to stand on. Don't even worry about it. Sign with us. <laughs> In the meantime, Ryan, you know, CAA, they, they had LeBron come through, and they had Jay come through, and, you know, so they he's not going to not sign with LeBron. So, you know, and, and Jay, that, that was already done. So Homeboys Marketing went and told Dewey Cheatham what happened, and Dewey Cheatham <laughs> fired up the old sue machine and what's going to happen is they're going to settle for 4% of the face value of the original lawsuit. So somebody's fitting to come up about three to $5 million on a settlement that CAA got. That's petty cash. They're going to just say, here, yo, take this five million and get out of our face. Get out of yeah, our face. Some settlement
2: where they just going to break them off with a little bit of change Tell them to, to go about their way with their little tinker shop. Um, <laughs> uh, ultimately, P.A. going not benefit off this hundred million dollar Nike deal this dude probably about to get. Um, Popeyes was selling an 82 inch box of food to celebrate <laughs> Zion being drafted. Yo, what's in an 82 inch box of food? And and how much did that cost?
1: And how much a did lot Zion of slave make? food. I Love that chicken
2: from Popeyes. Pie All right, last but not least, while y'all were on the grind, the um, the IOC, the Olympic Committee, the International Olympic Committee, were voting on Tuesday, and they voted in favor of a proposal that could bring breakdancing to the 2024 Summer Games in Paris. Now when I saw this news, I saw a lot of people saying it's about time, blah, 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 for the culture. But I don't really get it. Because when the hell did break dancing become a sport? I know you gotta be pretty athletic to do it, but when did break dancing become a sport? I guess anything to get our culture on the front lines, but when the hell did break dancing I'd, I'd venture to say, don't know black people in hip hop. Break dance no more. Anyway, that culture been taken. Forever. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Only spanish and Asians do that now. But how about that? like a Latino Asian thing right
1: now. Yeah, do on the cardboard and spinning on their head. At the end <laughs> of the day, there is a competitive element to the three elements of hip hop, which are emceeing, djing. And breakdancing, v boy. So technically, I can see where they have a grounds to stand on because it is co- competitive. But I'm gonna keep it funky as a hip, as a as a child of hip hop. You know, I ain't t- I ain't trying to see nobody win a gold medal f- for doing a, a handstand.
0: <laughs> six minutes, baby. You're on.
2: I don't. I don't like Yo, how
3: they man, this is it. Like, culture, it's gonna be like the floor routine in <laughs> gymnastics. No. And they're gonna go
0: out there, get the
3: hands on. Be, drop it. And then they're gonna stop it, it's over, look up at the
2: board and wait for their score to pop up. Like this is weird to me. But shout out to it. I'm not saying that I won't, you know, take a couple of minutes out of my time, you know. Shoot, we might be there. Um but still, if if we end up in Paris in twenty twenty four, I'm not sure if I'm gonna be, you know, trying to buy tickets or use credentials to get into the breakdancing venue. Um, what they gonna do for music? Everybody gotta to dance to the same song, you gonna pick your
1: own song? You know, they're gonna have some sleep breaking Like
3: honestly, how they gonna do this? this is interesting. But to be good. honest
1: to be honest with you, the, the French Definitely has something to do with this because they love hip hop. I mean, the whole world loves hip hop, but the French, like they, they're into their their b boy. Like it's a the thing. They they get their street dance on in in Paris. I can see a lot of support from the host country for this. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> break dancing. No, Yo, you got you to you have you
2: fresh fresh kids. I. So you go on
0: Yeah it's it's Crazy right
2: And then they do this you know, like, af- After like Turbo and Ozone Are like old men Like That's not fair Are they going to be judges <laughs> Like what are we doing here Electric Boogaloo At the Olympics Alright so real quick man Some, some birthday shout outs Let's get to these birthdays For this week And we want to give a quick shout out to Jim Edmonds, who turns forty nine years old. Yo, I swear I'm getting old. Jim Edmonds is already forty nine years old. Um, Chuck Person, the Rifleman, is fifty five years old. Chuck Person never met a shot, never met a shot that he did not like. Um, so no. shout out to Chuck on his fifty fifth birthday. And former Philadelphia Eagles offensive coordinator Brad Childress. He turns 63 years old. So we like to give a, a yeah. big War Room to all of these folks on their, birthday. Yay. their birthday week. Salute. And one more time before we get into some NBA rap, y'all know the drill. Y'all can check out our website, warroomsports.com. When you're there, don't just click on it. Like, ah, these guys told me to go to the website. Let me go see what's up with the website. Stay for a while. Click on everything. See what's up. Hey. You can come back and tell us some things that we haven't updated that we need to update. I could think of a few right now. But if they come from you, you guys, that means, you know, that, that tells us that you were on there and you were looking around and you were interested in what was going on. So check out the website. But if you want to call us right now and speak with us about any NBA topic, because we're about to go hoops heavy for the rest of the time we have. Uh, y'all know the drill. Give us a call 323-410-0012. Press 1 when prompted. But if you are already listening from your phone, just press 1 if you want to talk Alright now. <laughs> going to be a judge in the, in the Olympics.
1: Speak, speaking um, of uh speaking of break dancing in the Olympics. I know. Um, And I forgot to,
2: to tell y'all who basketball was bought to you by. Of course, that's Digital Extreme Technologies. Do you and your business need a custom website? Well, because I know you do, because I've seen some of your websites. For dynamic, professional, and most of all, affordable custom website solutions, you need Digital Extreme Technologies. No need to break the bank for an effective online presence. Top quality, results driven websites at incredibly affordable prices. And even if you can't afford our incredibly affordable prices from our partner, financing options are available. So just visit digitalextremetech.com or call 267-205-4203. Again, that is 267-205-4203. And for discounted rates, be sure to tell them that the homies over at War Room Sports sent you. All right, man. The rumor mill has been going. The Wolge Bombs. Have been dropping, and you know, NBA free agency is on the horizon, starts this Sunday. So, there's something different every day. There's a front runner for this guy on Tuesday, and then there's a new front runner for the same guy on Wednesday. Um, let's talk about Kimball Walker real quick because the new front runner to land Kimball Walker, who, in my opinion, was going nowhere, is going to get that big money from. From Charlotte but the rumor mill is now saying that the Celtics are the front runner for his services now can you see a Kemba mix in 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 Boston because Boston man the interesting thing about them was this time last year people are talking about Boston as if they're gonna run a Boston in the East for the next eight years now a year later we're talking about Boston rebuilding we're talking about Kyrie Irving Uh, potentially leaving. Seems like it's, you know, a done deal that he's leaving. We just don't know where he's going. Um, Al Horford uh, leaving. Um, Scary Terry, you know, he done opened his mouth and talked about the situation, how he didn't want to play there anymore because of the whole Kyrie situation. He might have spoke too soon. (laughs) That might have been his team if he had just shut up and let Kyrie leave. Now, you know, if Kemba comes, then he's going to be in the same position. So he's probably leaving. So, you know, what was once considered the best team in the East, the favorites in the East, a team that could have won the NBA Finals, is now being seen as kind of a rebuild, if not rebuild, a re- uh type situation. So what's your thoughts on Kemba Walker to the Celtics? I mean, we've seen point guards thrive Scoring point guards thrive in their system for the last couple seasons. Uh, what's your thoughts on Kemba following up what Isaiah Thomas and Kyrie Irvin did in the Celtics' green?
1: One last point with, uh, with the Celtics before I dive headlong into Kemba. Al Horford is leaving, and I know that's not a big deal in terms of the stats, but Al Horford was a big glue guy for them.
2: Yeah, he's their guy. Defense. Um, he can score when you need it. Hey, he can lock down Joel Embiid. It seems like there's only two players in the NBA that can do that, and that's Al Horford and, and, and Mark Gasol. So having one of those guys on your team, especially in the East, is a big advantage, you know, if you gotta go against a team like Philly. Um Boston was banking on
1: that. Um If you recall what you if you recall what you said about um, Kyle Kuzma, what Kyle Kuzma does, it's not that it's not impressive in a sense, but there are quite a number of six, six five to six ten guys that can score the ball. To a lesser extent, there's a lot of guards out there that can get in a one four flat. And just go. In fact, the majority of guards in the NBA, one four flat, just go, or pick and roll. Read the pick and roll. And in Kemba's case, while he does read it very, very well, most of his reads end up with him shooting. Um, I don't want to say it's a dime a dozen, but it's not hard to find. And I'm a Kemba guy. Like I, I've always been a Kemba Walker supporter. The fan because while scoring is, you know, something that most NBA players can do, at the end of the game, they don't count up rebounds, assists, skills, or blocks. They count up points. And he puts up points. I just don't feel like he's a guy that makes your franchise a contending franchise. I don't even know that he alone makes you a playoff franchise. So then the question gets asked, if Kyrie's gone, Orford's gone, can Kemba, Gordon Hayward, uh Tatum, and whoever else is left create a winning culture in Boston? I don't know, man. I don't know. Let me ask you this Kemba Walker or Isaiah Thomas. Isaiah in his prime. Young, young Isaiah, not real Isaiah. Who would you rather have?
2: Uh between Isaiah and Kimba? Yes, sir. That's what you're asking? I, I, I mean, I think I would rather have – I definitely would rather have Kimba Walker. Like Isaiah Thomas didn't prove to me that he can do that on a consistent basis. You know what I mean? Um, it was unfortunate that after he did burn the league up like that, he got injured. And it seemed like the injury kind of derailed the trajectory that his career had started to go on. Like, that dude almost averaged 30 a game with the Celtics that season. He was, he was a little fake AI, but he's never done it again.
1: <laughs> That's the hard part, duplicating, you know, creating a feat once. I don't, I don't think the fact that he hasn't done it again, I don't know how, how impactful the injury is or whether he's returned from it, but with a guy of his size and stature, he's even smaller than Kemba. I mean I can at least give Kemba five, 11, 6 feet. Isaiah mm. Thomas like like five foot four, five five. So I think he's not thinking five six. But he the type of dude a coach and a GM have to buy into what he is and what he does and build a team and say this is what we're committing to. I don't think Isaiah has fallen off to the point where he can't give you twenty three a game. I just think there's no coach or GM that wants that. Nobody wants that. I'm not building a team around this team, man. So, you know, that's the thing. We're talking about Kemba. My question is, does Kemba and Gordon Hayward equal wins with what Boston can feel? I don't think so. So he better stay his ass in Charlotte and get that, that big break.
2: You got Tatum, Brown. Um, I mean, you still have that young core and they're going to have to prove again that they can do what they did the year that Kyrie and Gordon Hayward were were out. But at the same time, have to reiterate that Al Horford was a big factor in what they did that year. As a matter of fact, he was an all-star that year because, you know, when it comes to Al Horford, like you said, can't just look at statistics alone to – Kind of gauge his impact on an NBA game. Um,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> interesting, interesting situation there. So we'll we'll see. Because, like I said, right now he said that Kimba Walker is, I mean, the Celtics are the front runners to land Kemba. I'm still of the opinion that Kimba's going to stay put and maximize his dollars, but. We shall see. His name has been spread around. Celtics, Lakers, um, teams of that nature. All right. So um, speaking of the Lakers, the Lakers reportedly really want Kyrie Irving to sign with the Brooklyn Nets because they're interested in bringing back D'Angelo Russell. So they know if the Nets showed that interest in Kyrie you know, return the, the interest to the Nets and sign there that D'Angelo Russell would definitely be um, fully on the market, and they're interested in bringing him back to play alongside LeBron James, Anthony Davis, and Kyle Kuzma. Um, speaking of that situation, Anthony Davis did end up waving because of the... I don't know if you heard because you didn't talk to us last week Um The Lakers kind of botched the trade, even though, you know, they ended up with their guy They got Anthony Davis. But the timing of the trade um, cost them a little bit of cap room. If they would have made the trade a little bit later, they would have saved some money and had enough under the cap to try to entice a third big-name star to sign there. Now, Anthony Davis held the cards – for the last week, and he ended up putting his cards all in on the table because he had a $4 million trade kicker. He waited. The right. uh, Lakers got that extra money, and they're around $32 million of cap space now, which gives them the opportunity to go and get another Max guy, maybe like a D'Angelo Russell, a Kimba, a Kyrie, somebody to run with LeBron and and Anthony Davis. Um, Kawhi, Uh, because his name is surfaced back into the mix. um, The Clippers and Raptors are supposed to be the front runners for his services, but I hear he will take a meeting with the Lakers when he goes out to take a meeting with the Clippers. Now, you all know how I feel about that kind of stuff, man. Kawhi, even after you've done everything you've done and all the respect that you've earned this past season, if you go out there and join LeBron James and Anthony Davis I will put him in the same mix that I put Kevin Durant for doing what he did. For oh, all oh the you know. Did. I, yeah, like that, that. would that would that would hurt to see. That would that would hurt to see. But the Lakers are optimistic, and they think that they might be able to make it happen because LeBron reportedly is uh, recruiting Kawhi with. The utmost of vigor <laughs> So we'll see how that plays out But uh, The Lakers though this, the, the reason that they wanted that cap space Was to entice a third Big name superstar Another max player But do you think that's the right way to build this team? You got LeBron James mm-hmm. You have Anthony Davis You have a Kyle Kuzma there You don't have much else on the roster They just traded away uh, Two more of their young players just to help you know round out this 32 million dollars in salary cuz they got four back from Anthony Davis you know they had to get a little bit more from trading um mo mo wagner and somebody else to the wizards um is this the way to go about it though like blow all of that absolutely. money absolutely contract maybe better served. To throw in some mid level type guys, you know some some low level defenders shooters three and d guys, and make yourself a more deep team rather than top heavy that you're kind of dependent on three dudes to stay completely healthy to make everything work, or you get a little bit more depth and, and, and I'm gonna all tell you what play. they
1: need I'm gonna tell you what they need. And perhaps you can look into an understanding of what they're worth in the open market and also their contract situation. The Lakers as presently constituted are going to rely on LeBron James one, Anthony Davis two, King Kuzma three right now, King Kuzma three. That's that, you know, they're trying to change that. What they need with LeBron is a sharpshooter. And I'll throw three names out in three different level of guy. Clay Thompson, we know he's not going anywhere, but Clay Thompson would be ideal. Second to Clay would be Bradley Beal. Third would be J.J. Reddick, if you can get him. Fourth, as a wild card, because he's not coming, and I think the Bucks are going to max him out, would be uh, Chris Middleton. Those are the four players that fit the mold of what the Lakers need. A guy whose game is predicated and based on shooting, particularly spot-up shooting, but can do a little bit more than just shoot, can defend, can maybe get to the rack every now and again, but is definitely a floor spacer at, at, at his core. Wow. J.J. Redick seems like the only guy that they could really get I don't think any of these other guys are really – they'd have to trade for Bradley Beal. I don't know that they have anything that the Wizards would want other than Kuzma and every first-round draft pick for the next four years. So I don't think that's realistic. Clay ain't leaving. Clay ain't leaving. And I've heard – I've heard, and maybe you can corroborate this. I don't know this to be fact, but Chris Middleton is a max-level player. So he ain't leaving. The Bucks are going to yeah, give him 190. Yeah, I'm about to say, in today's NBA, Yeah, you do is make a all star team. Chris 190 million, and let Malcolm Brogdon, they're going to tell Malcolm Brogdon, listen, hey, little homie, figure it out. They're going to pay Chris until Malcolm figures it out. So Malcolm's in the middle.
2: Yeah, Malcolm's still on that rookie contract. So he, he, yeah. got, he got a minute. Um, or from Lakers' camp, also LeBron has quote-unquote gifted Anthony Davis the number 23. So LeBron James will be switching jerseys next year, so it, it's easy to see who's going to lead the league in jersey sales next season because LeBron's going to be wearing a different number in the purple and gold. Um, everybody's assuming he's going to go back to six, but, you know, he he's on – Chapter three, or number twenty-four, chapter four, of his of his career, he might. We're <laughs> number
1: eight or earlier. number twenty-four.
2: <laughs> Not in that uniform, he ain't. But somebody said he might come out with forty-five. <laughs> Since this summer he is doing Space Jam,
0: <laughs>
2: and he did have the 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 court, the pickup game court built like, like Mike did for Space Jam. I think this is at. Yep. That dude's house. The uh, what's his name? Jimmy Goldstein. What's his last yeah, name? Yeah, I know you're talking about. Yeah, the rich dude. dude. He be sitting in the front that row boy. of Lakers and Clippers games all the time, and games all around the um NBA. It was interesting. I looked dude up recently, and everybody assumed he's a Lakers game, a Lakers fan, but he's not a Lakers fan. He said he goes there every night, sits in the front row to hate on the Lakers. He said he's more of a Clippers fan, but he's he's an NBA fan first.
1: So it was, it was
2: interesting because everybody score was like Jack, um, and dude and you know, a couple other people's Lakers super fans, but dude sit in the front row every night just to hate. Um so yeah, LeBron's giving up his number. Uh <laughs> think that had anything to do with with Anthony Davis waving his trade kicker? LeBron,
4: like
1: (laughs) yo, yo, LeBron is a funny, yo, LeBron is a funny dude, man. LeBron (laughs) is a funny, funny dude, man. He's a funny dude. He's gonna try and wear eight or twenty four, but um, I don't know who these guys are going to go and get. They need shooting in the worst way. They don't need another ball handler. They don't need – Kemba does what – Kemba would be in the way. To Kyrie's credit, to Kyrie's credit, Kyrie is a ball-dominant slasher whose secondary offensive skill is shooting and happens to shoot. His secondary skill is better than a lot of guys' primary skill. Like, he happens to be able to shoot so well that he's able to take that role, but that's not really – there's not a lot of guys that can do that. There's not a lot of guys that are that good as a shooter that can just say, All right, well, I'm not gonna dominate the ball. I'm just gonna spot up and bring the ball up every now and again. So I don't I don't know who they go and get.
0: I don't know who, who they go
1: and get.
2: They're trying to go and get Kawhi, but you're talking if they went lower level guys, which they should. Um Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel you. JJ Wednesday. We got the homie Naj calling in from from Georgia. See what he thinks about all George, this. Naj, what's going on, good brother?
1: Oh, what up, man? I'm good, man. How y'all? Naj, nice. what's good? you been listening to the man. rumor mill and catching the Woj bombs and
2: and all yeah, of the crap. Yeah, going it,
1: on it, all, free free agency. Right. It, I want to add something to that, man, and and just think about how we how we talk about things nowadays. Like like say you and your partner went somewhere and somebody fell, like y'all had a little funny incident happen when y'all went out, like somebody fell or something, you know, in a in a prominent place where everybody got to laugh at them. Now, when your homeboy told that story the next week, you know, you put a little sauce on it. Hey, he had a drink in his hand or you know what I mean? The details start coming in. You start adding stuff to make the story better. So you fictionalize things. Now we're to the point to where we prefer the fiction, and we tell stories and then discuss them in that way. So all the talk about oh the Lakers free agents they they're not gonna be able to get nobody to go to L A. and you know oh LeBron can't win in the West just just weird narratives that we tell nowadays based on the story being more you know what I'm saying appetizing to people if you tell it in that way. And, and when right. you you know what I'm saying like when you hear a lot of stories come out or read a lot of stories every day. Some of it's clickbait, and then some of it is we like the story with a little more seasoning on it, man. And and, and that's where we are right now. So it, so all of this stuff is weird to hear. Like Anthony Davis, before the trade was completed, Vegas dropped the odds from twelve to one to four to one for the Lakers winning the chip, because Vegas is about their money. They're not about rumors and all that other stuff. So yeah, sensible thing: fill out the roster with mid-level guys and a few, you know, minimum uh, salary guys and you already got three people who are going to need the ball in their hand as is, so that's the obvious solution. The idea that they would go after a max player with what they have left is ridiculous and puts them in the same situation Golden State was last year where you're putting way too many minutes on guys, and you're going to wear them out, and you can end up uh, just dooming the whole little last three years just just because of usage. As You know, we talked about this a couple weeks ago. The NBA is different now. It's a leg game. People get worn out. And honestly, I, Max and Clay sounds like a bad idea. Clay looking like a used Toyota from '95. As great as Clay has been, that is a lot of playoff minutes on Clay, Steph, Dre, like all these guys. And going forward, to think that the trajectory is going to go up, I I'm not too sure about that, man. And and think about the usage Steph is going to have to take next year to keep them in contention until everybody can get back healthy. You see what i Here, Here's the thing. Here's right. the thing, though. Not, I agree. I agree with you. But where Clay is concerned, when you make him the third option on a team, if you brought him to L.A., you'd have to pay him the max because of who he is and what he's done. But he's still be in a position where he's not seeing much double team wise, and he's getting open looks. And he only got touched the ball 90 seconds out of the game to get 35 points. <laughs> yeah, but he's gonna be your primary wing defender because you damn sure ain't putting Brown on anybody on the wing as a stopper anymore. Like those days are gone. So you see what I'm saying? Like I, I just, I just think people aren't, aren't aren't putting that stuff into the calculus when they're thinking about these things long term, man. Because these minutes matter, and until they shorten the season, uh, the NBA season is a grind, man. And guys are not gonna be the same come playoff time. So I, I, I'm with you on that, though, man. But this Anthony Davis thing reminds me of the Kevin Garnett day. Uh Kevin Garnett was on a bad team, horribly managed, and people said, oh, well, they made out the first round and since they made it to the Western Finals. Therefore, Kevin Garnett is not good. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, Boston's going to be a favorite. I won some money that year. But Anthony Davis is that damn good, and LeBron is going to try to force feed that dude to get the MVP. And I-, I can't believe people don't see this coming.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: It makes sense. I mean, it's already started. Dude And gave him his number. <laughs> you can see the push.
1: <laughs> starting already. Yeah, and, of course, aggressive Braun has to uh, fix relationships with teammates and show that he's not a dude who will talk to the front office about trading you behind your back and kind of clean things up. <laughs> and, you know, Kuzma's probably going to make a leap because he's going to play stretch four. And, look, the shots are going to be there for him. So that's going to be real good for him. So, you know, I, I don't know, man. I, I like what the Lakers are doing. Hopefully they don't go the dumb route on that. But either way, their championship contender because of Anthony Davis, not because of LeBron James. Now, that's hard for some people to swallow, but that's that's what we're talking about here. That's how yeah. damn good that kid is. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but that's he's the, still
2: young. People forget how young yeah. that dude is.
1: Right. So, and, and the kid Y'all heard earlier was, the Kimba, yeah, the Kimba stuff y'all hit on earlier was a hundred percent, man. As good as he is, yeah, you can make the comparison to Lil Isaiah. If you give him extreme usage, he can be an all NBA player, but he's not really that. You know what I mean? It has to be system based to make him an all NBA guy. But he's a good, good player, fringe all star. Uh you look up the numbers last year, he had like look up his shooting percentage and numbers when Cody Zeller was on the court. Why? Because Cody Zeller's big as hell, and he sets hard screens, and Kimba would play better off of them, got better shots. But that's what we're talking about. A guy like that will determine how much better you know he is or isn't. When you're talking about the guys, the guys you should max out. That kind of stuff doesn't matter for them as much. So that's where I would go with y'all on the Kimba thing. No doubt. No doubt. I want to see Kimba I want to see Kimba end up with Anthony. So he can average 30, uh, <laughs> 34 games. They're not going to win nothing, but, you know, he would average right. about 34 games playing for Antonio. Well, speaking Back. of Antonio. What the hell are the they trying, are trying, trying to get to, Jimmy? What the hell is that? Yeah, the Rockets are trying to
2: brody a trade, for a, a sign-and-trade for Jimmy Butler. So they're trying to, so he, you know, entice him of... to go to the Sixers if he wants to play there. They want to entice him to go to the Sixers and tell them, like, look, you can do this sign-and-trade with Houston. Or you can lose me for nothing. And Houston is willing to let go of a Clint Capella. Any two of the three: Clint Capella, uh, Eric Gordon, and um, uh, what's the dude that y'all be saying hit threes? But he only hit threes Tucker. when I look away from the TV. P.J. Tucker. <laughs> Tucker. I, no, I've, <laughs> I can't. I can no longer say I'm hit a three, but I can really say I've only seen dude hit like two or three. I swear every time I doze off, uh, go for a snack, go to the bathroom, is when dude does his work from the arc because people talk about how much of a threat he is. And I look at his numbers and see that, you know, statistically he's a threat, but I never see this dude hit threes. I swear he waits until I get up or fall asleep. <laughs>
1: Just Yo, right. But Can there, we give you these guys we don't want for the guy you right. want? Like, right, it, right. it makes and the no thing sense. Eric Gordon super max and it's and it's done. Like it's gonna be, all would
2: be a good fit in Philly if JJ left, but no. If Jimmy, you know, if we if we can give offer Jimmy to Max and he stays, then we don't want your Eric Gordon, your PJ Tucker's, or your um, uh, Clint Capella's. And and how would that Yo. work in Houston? Like
0: Chris Yo. Paul
2: <laughs> and James Harden, by Yo. all accounts, might not be true, but they can't really get along. And even if they do get Jimmy, along, you can see when they play that Chris Paul just sits out there and watches Harden go to work. How is Jim, How is adding another ISO slash pick-and-roll player Jimmy, mix? How's that going to
1: work? Jimmy, first of all, Jimmy's going to walk in the locker room, and he's going to punch Harden in the face.
4: And Harden doesn't do
1: nothing. And he's going to punch Chris Paul. And Chris Paul got a little man complex. So even though Jimmy's gonna get the best of Chris Paul, Chris Paul gonna go in the into the training room and get like a ice, a piece of ice or or a table and throw it over Jimmy's head. Then they're gonna be rumbling. <laughs> Yo, know, that's just not gonna work. Like and and I see Jimmy beating them both up, and then it's gonna be a problem because they're not gonna. Harden is kind of he's a little bit with the Drake generation, so Harden might cry, and Chris Paul comes from. <laughs> you know, our generation. So every day, Chris Paul the type of dude that's like, yo, you beat me yesterday, but I'm going to fight you every day until I win. And if I don't win, then we're just going to fight every day of the year. So that's not going to work. And Jimmy's with it. Jimmy's with the shit. Like, he's like he likes that type of stuff. <laughs> yo, why would you bring him into the locker room? But he Jimmy's with that. the shit's head. Jimmy's with the shit's head up. Chris Paul to catch mm-hmm. you coming the shower. Chris hey, Paul, Paul catch you walking yeah. to your vehicle. Chris Paul hits you like any type of sneaky Chris Paul action. But so this this goes mm-hmm. to show you about Daryl Morey, who's been running a, a
4: statistic
1: number man. I'm he's smarter than everybody. Con game to keep nah, that job. Idiot All he looks Right, all he looks at is X's and O's, ones and zeros on the board. He doesn't think about people, relationships, or chemistry. So even the idea of of bringing Jimmy into that locker room, like no, he's cut from a different cloth from those guys. They do not need to be together. And like I said, all of this talk is nonsense because Philly's gonna give Jimmy everything he wants. He's gonna be a beloved figure in Philly. All that rugged Philly stuff that people talk about. The question, the question with Philly is is Ben Simmons going to be able to handle the pressure? Because Jimmy just got here last year. That pressure is going to start to come from inside that locker room, and I can see M B starting to side with Jimmy to the point where they start talking about Ben's development and that the, he, I think, would be the one who's got to go if somebody has to go. But I don't think it's Jimmy, man. No. That, that playoff run, that, that that's something Philly fans are going to love, man. I'm going to hurt some of our fan base, including uh, you. I think that Ben Simmons is out of here. I think he's going to follow the way of the Kardashians.
0: I mean, I think when it's
2: his time to go, I kind of think he would be done with us too. I mean, he's going to go over there. LeBron going to recruit him to be his successor. (laughs) He get to go over there and chase Kendall around some more because she break up with him every three weeks. I, I, yeah, I always look at it that way too. I think when he gets his chance, he's gonna be out, especially <laughs> like Nas, if they bring back a Jimmy. And Jimmy's always the playoff hero. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> he might he might end up rolling out. I agree with that. All right, but Nas, yeah. thanks for your call, man. You know we're about to get up out of here, so, so we appreciate it, it down, as man. usual. All right, we holler at two you two next two. week. Hope. All right, brother. All right. all right. So yeah, they they trying to they're trying to strong arm the Sixers. If they can get in Jimmy's ear, then it's gonna to have to happen because the Sixers are not gonna to wanna to lose him for nothing. But we hope I hope it don't happen. I, I, I like like as I'm not I'm not gonna I'm not even gonna say down. We weren't down on Jimmy, but for a while we were like, all right, you know, Jimmy is not what he was advertised to be. But we realized he was just taking a step back, getting his load management on into the playoffs, letting things fall where they, where they will. In the, in the playoffs, Jimmy became a different dude. And, I, and playoff, I like I
1: playoff, Jimmy. playoff.
2: Playoff Jimmy. Playoff
1: Butler. He, he definitely
2: became uh, a different dude in the playoffs. And I think we need that dude back. I would like to just run it back. Because I really, I still yeah. think
1: that the Sixers, with the
2: talent they had last year... <laughs> Could have won the East, you know what I'm saying But with another year of experience We get to run that back I don't know if Kawhi is going to leave or not But Kawhi being in Toronto or not I think they would have a great chance If healthy um, To win the East But it's time for us to get up out of here We'd like to thank you Brothers and sisters for joining us For another briefing in the War Room Shout out to everybody in the chat room On Facebook, Twitter, War Room Sports Game Time on GroupMe app And all the callers who called in to holler at us, tune in next week, live right here on Demand, as we catch you up on everything happening around the world of sports. So until then, make sure you enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the start of next week, and we'll see you guys right back here next time. Same bat place, same bat channel. Be sure to catch our conversations on Facebook and Twitter, as well as our blogs, webcasts, and network podcasts on warroomsports.com. Also, make sure you pick up a copy of Jimmy's book, at SportsTheBook.com or WarRoomSports.com. Until next time, everybody. Don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps on uh, Six, to eight. six to eight. Yeah. Mm-hmm. War
0: Room Sports. Y'all ready? Let's go. Stay in tune to Jimmy. All the blueprint. Yo, every Thursday, six to eight, they do this. Ah. Shout out to Jazz PJ B Austin. Bay on replay on uh. Warroom Sports.com. Get that mobile app. It's not out. Call it 323, working double three, below twelve. Woo. They are going and you sensitive, then oh well. Yeah podcast. the tough books uh, show time like magic and a block push. Listen alive, push one to join in. Uh, Rip your team or listen for your enjoyment. Hip hop dollars, tip stop and knowledge. Should be in sports credits, I ain't talking college. Pop uh, guys, no beast though. Sports, drift, beef no. uh, drift, uh, but the streets know. Uh, Bella funny uh, I got a chief flow. Uh, KC Royalty, I'm in beast mode. Uh, Two hours. Who's the bestest person can be better name us? Uh-huh.
1: Warroom Sports www.warroomsports.com what ain't no more to it